to the Better Me Podcast. I am your host, Jen, and just a friendly reminder, I'm merely a curious girl looking for a platform to chat, learn, and dish. I'm not a professional therapist or claim to be an expert. Also, in every episode, I can't assure you this is at all appropriate for children, so be aware of that when starting to listen. And with that, let's work on being a better me. Hi, and welcome to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen. Thanks so much for joining me today. I am really looking forward to this episode because I get to talk to one of the top injectors in our state. She is a badass nurse. She works at Anton's Salon and M Spa. Her name is Jamie, and I'm just going to talk to her about all things injectables and how she got into it and who's a good candidate for different kinds of injectables, um, meaning like Botox, filler, that sort of thing. Um, But I think it's going to be a really educational episode and also probably really fun to talk about. Um, so like I said, thank you so much for joining me today and, um, the big ask, please remember to subscribe to the podcast and also if you would rate and review, I would really appreciate that. I love the five star review and rating. So, um, and also if you need to get a hold of me, um, you can email me at bettermepodcastgmail.com. Also, I would love it if you followed me on Instagram, Better Me Podcast, and um, you can also DM me on Instagram. But um, without further ado, I will take a quick break, and when I come back, I will be joined by Jamie. Thanks, everybody. Welcome back to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen, and I am joined today by Nurse Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jen. (laughs) I'm really excited to talk to you. I end up talking about, like, Botox and filler and all that sort of thing on a lot of my other podcasts, but I thought it would be so great to have an actual expert that can maybe answer some more pointed questions and um, get just a little bit more information. So, well, I'm very appreciative of you inviting me on your show. <laughs> I'm excited. So, um, let's just start off. Why don't you tell me like a little bit about yourself, how you kind of got into you know nursing, and why you chose this particular you know part of nursing. Um, I've been a registered nurse since 2011, mm-hmm. and I actually picked this as my specialty right after I took my boards for nursing. Oh. So I got into it very early, kind of before the industry was the industry that it is now. Okay. And I, myself, was a consumer. I went and had my Botox done, and the girl that I went and saw, she was actually in Minnesota. She had, her name was Robin, and it said Robin, comma, RN on her jacket. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, you're an RN. Well, I'm an RN. So, and she goes, well, yeah, you should do this for your job. It's great. And I ended up 
going, I had to train in Florida to do it then. Oh. Now it's much different, but I ended up going and taking some courses in Florida. Okay. And then coming back here and trying to find a job and nobody was doing it around here in the Midwest. It's very different mm-hmm. than other parts of the country. So I started working underneath another nurse doing learning from her, just injecting Botox and Dysport. Okay. And it kind of just grew from there. I started at Anton's like a year and a half later. Okay. After that. So I've kind of developed the program at Anton's for injections. And is it true that um, at Anton's, you in particular are one of the top injectors in the state? Oh, yes. By far, we do quite a bit of volume. I would say in southeastern Wisconsin, we're one of the top places. I probably, I know that I do more Botox than anybody in my country area. So, Botox and there's definitely some girls coming up on the ranks, but it's, we do quite a high volume here in Anton's. What do you attribute that to? <laughs> Besides the fact that you're, you know, stellarly still. Our bubbling personalities. <laughs> no. um, I think it has a lot to do with, we, I mean, we're a high volume place. We're easily accessible. I work with, you know, 50 hairstylists. So right. that helps. <laughs> Word of mouth. <laughs> Word of mouth helps. Um, but I think just, that's a really hard question. I, we got into it at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say it like that. It's, it's not, you don't have to drive to your doctor's office to get neurotoxin done anymore or get Botox. It's just right. an easy in and out kind of, when well, we deal with a lot of issues of the whole face here at Anton's. So, mm-hmm. um, it helps too, that we can do just about everything else. So there's a very good team that works here together with the estheticians, the laser techs, the skincare products that we sell. Mm-hmm. So it kind of all fits hand in hand. Um, it's very mainstream. It's not, uh, I don't know how to say it. It's not plastic surgery. Right. And it's part of kind of like that whole beauty. Definitely. You know, just package. The, yeah. Just the image alone. It's, it's like I said, it, when I started doing Botox, when I started doing Botox nine years ago, it was very hush hush. It was, mm-hmm. nobody talked about it. Everybody thought you were going to look like Joan Rivers. Everybody <laughs> thought it was a thousand dollars a treatment. Nowadays, right. the clients are getting younger and younger. They're doing it for preventative measures. And I think if Botox is done right, most people don't even know that you have it. It's like the one thing that you have, like you can't live without, but nobody knows that you have. Right. So, so true. Mm-hmm. So um, let's start out. What, what do you think is, like how do you find a trustworthy person? What do you think is the difference between somebody that is sort of like doing it on the side and it's not really their main focus versus right. someone that makes it their, you know, career? Got it. So, and we've seen this change over the course of the last decade, I would say, just in this area alone, there's a lot more injectors now, which is a great thing because there's plenty of market out there for clients. There's plenty of, competition is a good thing. Right. And there's plenty of clients to go around. Right. So, knowing, I mean, you're not going to go to your dentist (laughs) to get Botox anymore, Right, which because a lot of people they still done. do, and they advertise it there because you know dentists do. They work with the muscles of the face, which is totally understandable. They understand the anatomy of the face. They're not understanding the art of the face that goes right. along with the Botox. 
and maybe their Botox has probably been in the fridge open for a couple weeks and you know most of the injectors that are just doing injections all day long theirs is fresher I mean they see so much more I go to the dentist because I want him to work on my teeth I don't go to the dentist because I want him to fix the wrinkles in between my eyebrows right right so and so talking about like the art of it what do you what do you consider the art of it? I I know what I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I that's pretty much what I've shared with people that I have referred to get some things done. Is you know you can correct this by doing this kind of a thing, but maybe you can explain that a little bit better. So the art of Botox or fillers, I always think I always tend to be a very conservative injector, so I would rather start at less is more, mm-hmm. and. So if less is more with most people that are coming in, I don't ever want someone to walk into my treatment room and would, and look at me and say, whatever you do to me, it, I don't do what you did to yourself, what uh, you do to me. Uh-huh. So if you see we run a pretty conservative ship around here, you haven't seen anybody overly injected, we don't get those comments anymore. It's just, mm-hmm. I think social media helps a lot with you see what you don't want, but most of the time what you do want is what you're not noticing right right so selfies people take selfies and look in the mirror or on the phone constantly throughout the day Mm -hmm. so that drives our business too like you can you have your clients are looking in the mirror the entire time they're in your chair right right so you can say oh if somebody's like, oh, this just really bothers me, and then you would say, oh, that's something you could maybe go talk to Jamie about. So you're getting them right in their, in your element, mm-hmm. and they're opening up to you about what they could fix. So sometimes most of the women, I would say, that are in their 30s and 40s already know that there's ways that we can fix it. Sure, sure. And I think that um, that is one thing, like you pointed to your eyebrow arch, that's one thing that I think sells Botox to a lot of people is like, oh, that arch is not natural. Like, mm-hmm. that comes from an injection. Right. Or a lot of people are walking around asymmetrical. And that's the, they'll, you can ask any woman and they can point out their flaw right on their face without, <laughs> without even having to look in a mirror because they obsess over little things like that. Like, your eyebrow is down two millimeters on your left versus your right. Right. And they're just in awe when you're able to fix something like that. Well, and that's got to feel so great. Cause, mm-hmm. Something know, that they just stop worrying about every single day. Right, mm-hmm. right. And give someone just that like little bit of self-confidence that they didn't have before. Right. And so what are your favorite tricks with Botox? Oh, Botox, that's so easy. Um, actually, one of the coolest things about Botox, obviously we do a lot of Botox in the upper half of the face. Right. That's in between your eyebrows, your frontalis or your forehead lines or your crow's feet, which are your, you know, the lines that you get from smiling and squinting your eyes all the time. But some of the really cool areas that we can do Botox are like in their jaw. We mm-hmm. can do people's, or in their masseter Botox. So we can actually slim down their jaw oh. and stop them from grinding their teeth at night. Oh, that's neat. So that's a really great area. Because all these women nowadays just want this nice, slim, really cut jawline. Mm-hmm. So if we um, restrict the movement of the bite muscle mm-hmm. like that, 
we can get them to have a nice cut jawline. So you already have a nice cut jawline. So oh, thank you. But if you're ever looking at someone's face, sometimes they have one side that's stronger than the other. So sure. they're constantly looking at it like, oh, I just want this side to be a little to match the other side. Oh. So we do. Um, I would say the the hottest one now is masseter or jaw slimming Botox. Oh wow! I know. For women. Another area that we do a lot is the vertical lip lines or the lip flip mm -hmm. or the gummy smile. Okay. So realistically, Botox above the upper lip, it only lasts for four to six weeks. It's just a little quick fix, but it can fix all of those things. Let's say you have a really gummy smile or you have the vertical lines like yourself that go up and down. We treat those mm -hmm. um, with just a little quick fix of Botox and it just make them feel better. And it kind of makes your upper lip look a little bit it bigger. It appears a little bit bigger filler. without having to go the filler route. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk filler. Okay. Um. So what? Filler and Botox are very different. Do you want me to explain the differences? Yes. Okay. So Botox is a neurotoxin which prevents the nerve and the muscle from communicating with each other. Very different than filler. Okay. Filler is actually hyaluronic acid in a gel form that goes in between the layers of the skin and plumps up that area. Mm -hmm. So we can do filler a lot of times in the lower half of the face, which would be anywhere from your cheeks to the fold, the lines that run from your nose down to the corners of your mouth. We call those the nasolabial folds. The marionette lines, which are the lines from the corners of the mouth all the way down to the chin. Mm -hmm. um, and lips. So we do a lot of lip filler, I think, these days, and more so a lot of cheek or mid-face filler to kind of work against what gravity has done for us. So we're putting back volume in where we've depleted over time. Okay. I would say the hottest item is lip filler. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the clients here at Anton's range anywhere from, I would say, 25 years old all the way up to 65. Mm -hmm. Most women want to address their lips at some point right so whether we and we also i mean we have out of fillers we have two main categories that's juvederm brand and wrestling brand and out of those we have eight choices to go for lips oh so we have a lot of choices when it comes to how you want your lips do you want them really full or do you just want maybe a little bit of a restoration of the lips or dealing with your little vertical lines mm -hmm. so we have two, we call those tools in our toolbox as injectors to kind of pick and choose and have a consultation with you about what you're thinking what's your goal what's your you know realistic expectation of what your favorite thing that we could do about your lips would be mm -hmm. and then we try to get you to that point i can't give you how old are you jen I'm 47. 47. <laughs> I can't give you, as a 47-year-old, lips that are going to look like Kylie Jenner's because, you know, unless you asked me for it. Uh -huh. However, I wouldn't. that wouldn't be my first go-to choice for you. Right. So we've kind of discussed, like, this filler has this, this property of this filler gives you a much softer volume. This one has a really elegant smoothness to it. So we pick through that. So fillers is just different than Botox. And it lasts a little longer usually. Okay. So usually you're doing your filler every six to nine to 12 months. Botox has to be done every three to four months. Yes. In order to keep up with it. For sure. So different, but still dealing with the face. Right. So um, as far as filler goes, depending on which one you choose, they last 
Um, is there one that lasts two years still? There is a filler that lasts two years. It's called Juvederm Voluma. Uh-huh. It's used in the mid-face, so right along the cheekbone here. Okay. It's a deep dermal filler, so it's very deep and it's very heavy, and what it does is it volumizes the area. It's more for structure. Okay. Restylane Lift also does a very similar thing. However, you never do your filler and expect that it's going to look the same as day one of having your filler done to two days later. Okay. So, or two years later, I'm sorry. So when you do your filler on day one, you go from your baseline to maybe your realistic expectation of where you're going to be. Mm -hmm. Over the course of the next two years, that filler kind of plateaus and then it starts to drop. Okay. So the, the hyaluronic acid breaks down gradually over time. Okay. So if I put Juvederm Voluma in your cheeks and we did, you know, let's say one syringe per side or one and a half syringes per side, that's three syringes. Mm -hmm. I don't expect to not see you for two years again. Okay. Usually every, you know, nine to 12 months later, you and I are having a conversation about topping off your cheeks at that point to keep you at that level. Okay. Of your happy spot with your mid face. So you never go from zero to 10, 10 to zero, and then start filling again. Okay. Topping off the tank is the best way to go. Oh, okay. So, do you um, recommend that too for Botox? Like, come in before it's really bad, or does it, it can, not really matter? You know, if Botox can be a little tricky because everybody's metabolism is very different with right. Botox. Same with filler, but filler, you have a longer window. If you're a 25-year-old and you're working out, you know, six days a week and you're active, or even a 35-year-old, mm -hmm. your Botox is almost expected to last only 90 days. Oh. You're going to metabolize it much faster. If you're a woman, you know, let's say you're 55, you've gone through menopause, your metabolism has slowed down, mm -hmm. more than likely you'll be very lucky to pull out the four months, the 120 days. Okay. So it's not to, you just, I, what I always do personally, and I don't, I think and my clients tell me that this helps them all the time. If I'm seeing you at the 4th of July, mm -hmm. I give you the next holiday that I want to see you. Oh. So the next holiday, if you say 4th of July now, July to August, August to September, September to October, October to November, I need to see you by Thanksgiving mm -hmm. because that's going to be your three and a half month to four month marker. Okay. So that I can give you a reminder of where we need to be three to four months from now. That's a really good idea. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you kind of forget. You kind of forget. I saw a lot of people that came in at Memorial Day, mm -hmm. and then now I'm going to be seeing them at Labor Day. So we always give them, like, the next holiday just to kind of mark where you're going to be. Okay. Does everybody last 90 days? Absolutely not. Do some people last six months? Absolutely. Lucky them. Right. But, <laughs> that would be nice. It's not us active young people that is lasting. No. It'll be a miracle worker. Well, at least I work here and yeah. have access. Well, yeah, because you. you work out how many days a week? Like seven, yeah. six to seven. Yeah, you're mm -hmm. burning your Botox. <laughs> so lucky for me, mm -hmm. I have you. Um. So, are you still doing Kybella? And can you? I do do Kybella. Um. Kybella is deoxycholic acid, which is going to break down the fat cell. So what deoxycholic acid really does is the fat cell is, let's say, like a circular cell, kind of like an egg. Mm -hmm. What deoxycholic acid does, Kybella, is it eats away at the membrane of that fat cell. 
So, so essentially like the shell of an egg. Okay. So it disintegrates the shell of the egg, which then in turn spills out the contents of the cell and have cell death happens right there. Oh. The cell can't survive without its coating, without, oh. its, without its shell. Okay. So all that fat cell opens up and spills all over and, and it just creates massive cell death in the area. And the only thing Kybella attacks is the fat cell membrane. Okay. So when we inject Kybella, let's say in the submental area or the double chin, mm-hmm. it gravitates right to that pocket of fat cells and it disintegrates the membrane, breaks down, and then the body just metabolizes over the course of a few weeks the dead fat cells that are kind of laying there. Okay. Did you have Kybella done? No, but um, I know some people who did. Right. So, and I personally did Kybella just to have it done to see what it felt like. Oh, you did? Yes. I had some of the girls did it to me back when we were training on it. Oh, gosh. Maybe four years ago. Okay. And it does. It, you can feel the actual cell death, kind of the activity, the burning, but it's a very short amount of time. Okay. It's less than a 10 minute window of the pain of it. Okay. But then for the course of the next week, you look like a bullfrog right. because Kybella is a liquid. So you're essentially adding liquid to the area, opening up and spilling out those fat cell contents. And then it's asking for inflammation. Inflammation is also happening because you create a needle injury. Mm-hmm. So the body's naturally telling you to inflame. Mm-hmm. So you're walking around with kind of a goiter for a couple of right. days as it works its way into the body. That cell death with Kybella is permanent though. So, Kybella, people ask me all the time, is it a permanent treatment? It is permanent for that particular area of the fat cell. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you can go and eat 500 million cheeseburgers and lay on the couch Mm -hmm. and not expect some submental fat to start growing back in in not just that area, but around that area. We're not going to realistically get the whole double chin. Okay. Um, but it does give you a nice, clean-cut jawline. It works best on people that I want to say, it says 50, 50 to 55 or younger. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you 45. Yeah. It's the younger It's the younger ones. There's That skin, it doesn't treat skin laxity. Right. So when you remove a fat pad from an area, you're going to have some skin laxity. Mm-hmm. The younger girls who have that fat pad taken out with Kybella, their skin is still has that elasticity property where it can bounce back. Mm-hmm. The older you are, the harder it is to right. get that skin to bounce back. I think that's kind of true too when they do like liposuction and stuff. Exactly. Well. It's the same thing. Liposuction doesn't treat the skin. Right. So Kybella doesn't treat the skin. It treats the fat on the inside. So why are they not using Kybella for... You'd like fat areas. Oh, they absolutely the do. Oh, okay. So they absolutely use Kybella in different areas, but it's a very expensive deoxycholic acid. It's a very expensive product to put okay. in mass quantities in people. Okay, so you couldn't do like a whole stomach. You can, but it's, I mean, you might as well just go have liposuction at that point where okay. you're going to, or cool sculpting is another one where you can get certain um, broader areas. Mm-hmm. Rather than such a small, if you think about the submental area, so the double chin is only what two, it's two, small. yeah, two inches by one inch. Mm-hmm. It's like one pinchable area. If you're doing an entire abdomen, and this takes four vials, 
Right. The entire abdomen is going to kit after kit after kit. Right. And um, but I think that the best areas that are used for Kybella that are considered off label but very safe to use if you're going to the right person mm-hmm. are the jowls. Those little fat packets that sit in the jowls. If you happen to have a fat pouch there. Okay. Um, behind the bra, uh-huh. there's those people that get the bra fat little pouch. Yeah. Right there, they can pinch that one and take care of that with Kybella. Right above the knee, for the women that have the fat pads that sit over their knee. Okay. So those areas are really great. I do think that they also are using it more medically a little bit with um, lipomas. Have you ever seen like benign lipomas, like fatty tumors on people's? Men, sometimes you can palpate them on their arm or sometimes in their abdomen. Even women have them once in a while. Okay. Have you seen one Dr. Pimple Popper? Yeah. Like homeless. <laughs> okay, yeah. So they can treat and break down that fat, because that's fat. Oh. With Kybella. Okay. If need, without having to go in there and cut them out. Okay. So. Oh, that's very You'll cool. see more with Kybella over probably, I mean, it's only been out for four or five years. I think you'll see more of Kybella medically, just like you do with Botox. Um, it'll be more medically studied over the course of time. Right now, sure. it's just the aesthetic market owns it. So you'll see it used medically as well. Okay. Botox is used for 800 medical reasons. Wow. Aesthetics is only one little drop in the bucket. But okay. that's where it started, was with aesthetics. Oh. So now... Well, and I'm sure they probably, so that's where they make their money. <laughs> they make their money and then it's, it is the most studied drug on the planet because of how economically fruitful it is. They can pay to have everything studied on Botox. They can mm-hmm. afford the studies to get it passed for, for approval for different things like migraines, urinary incontinence, um, sweating, excess sweating, sweating, yeah, hyperhidrosis, you name it. There's so many different reasons why people use Botox and the aesthetic part is just a little small drop in the bucket. Right. Yes. Right. Oh, that's very cool. Um, so going back to when we were talking about lips, I wanted to ask you too about sharing with people what a realistic expectation is as far as what they're going to look like the day of, the day after, Got it. a week later. So that's that's pretty easy. So realistic expectations, first of all, comes with knowing that when, when we're injecting your lips, we're never able to change the anatomy of your own lip. Do not bring in a picture of Angelina Jolie or Kylie Jenner or some random person off of Instagram and say that these are the lips that you want mm-hmm. because you weren't born with those lips to begin with. Right. So you're going to have Jen's lips still just enhanced version of Jen's lips. Okay. So we can look at maybe the volume of those lips, but we can't look at the anatomy. We can't make your Cupid's bow higher. Mm. We can lift it up, but we're not going to be able to change it. If you were born with a wide M, you're still going to have a wide M. Okay. I can't give you surgically impose somebody else's lips on top of yours. Sure. But realistic expectations, I usually tell, I usually have this little picture that I actually send to all of my new lip clients mm-hmm. because everybody kind of goes through the same phases okay. with their lips based on what day we injected them. So I'm going to pull that up and then I'm just going to read what it says to you. Okay. Well, you should probably send that to me too and I'll put it on I Instagram. <laughs> so it's kind of a funny little meme, but it's like really a true story. 
Well, I know a lot of people kind of freak out like that first day and right. stuff. <laughs> so the title of it is called The Lip Filler Journey and then hashtag trust the process. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so day one, that's the day that you go in for your appointment. My lips are so, they're just too small. I'm going to get filler. Okay. Day two and day three, they're swollen. Please take it out. <laughs> and there's this picture of this huge pucker, like over-exaggerated pucker. Right. Day three, day four, I'm bruised and probably lumpy. Mm-hmm. That's very common. I tell people, you are not going to like me for a week. Oh. So when you leave here, you usually don't like me very much because the, you are going to be... I prepare you for the worst. Okay. Bruised, swollen, and lumpy is normal. Okay. Okay? Expect it. Day five to day seven, I'm getting used to them. I like... <laughs> I'm going to start a new lipstick today. <laughs> After week one and week two, I'm in love with my new lips. Okay. And then after two weeks, once everything has calmed down, because it takes about a good two to four weeks, I think, to really work your lip filler in. Okay. I really miss my swelling. I guess it's time to get more. Oh, funny. So people get very (laughs) acclimated to having a little bit of a swollen lip for a couple days. Sure. And then if they do like how it looks when it's swollen, that usually is a good indication that they could utilize a little bit more sooner rather than later. And so then do you have them come back? I usually, my my lip clients come back between two and four weeks later. Okay. Never before that, unless they think that they're having some sort of major complication. Okay. It's... It's a pretty good system that we have going. We're able to communicate with our clients or patients, if you want to call them that, um, virtually Mm -hmm. based on pictures, FaceTime, you know, texting. So we make everybody feel really comfortable that we are easily accessible if something's going on. Because I can usually answer your question. If you're nervous, if you're a first time lip person, you're going to be nervous. Right. I'd rather have you call me and ask me every question under the sun mm-hmm. rather than freak out and lose sleep over the fact that you want your filler take it out right because we can usually see that you know we can usually walk you through the process if I send the girls this and we discuss that in consultation and or prior to and after injecting mm-hmm. they are prepared for this to happen right so I think if we prepare them on the front end you're not going to like me very much. You're going to be bruised, swelling. Just expect it. And then when l- only little minor things happen, they're so much happier. Right. So oh, I think that definitely helps preparing mm-hmm. All filler is removable too. Just an FYI, all the f- Restylane's and Juvederm, they come with an antidote. It's called Hyaluronidase. Okay. Which if there was any sort of problem, whether it be an emergency complication or something that's unwanted down the road, we can dissolve filler. Oh, well that's a good kind of out it's a good out um, it's a good backup plan but it's not something that we do very often mm-hmm. so usually extreme women become, cases extreme cases and women become very accustomed to like they said the swelling and stuff will go down so they don't freak out just mm-hmm. because you don't like your lips on day three of having them injected that's not really the reason why we would take it out okay you should wait it out and then it's usually calmed down and then usually they're happy anyways (laughs) we can screen for that in the beginning too and you um you probably don't push that sort of no I just let them know that there is a there's a safety net if um if need be or if I have to have a very realistic conversation with everybody because filler can be very dangerous Mm -hmm. so there are side effects and complications although very very rare 
if I need to get that filler out and I'm seeing it right away, mm -hmm. I'm taking it out. Like, you don't get a choice. I'm using the hyaluronic base on it. So oh, okay. all of the nurses are trained. Any good injector is trained to carry and have that as a backup plan all on them every single time they do filler. Okay. So Have you had a lot of people who have had, like, reactions? No, I've... You know, I've been very fortunate to work with some incredible doctors over the years. Like, we share all of our instances and we learn from each other. Mm -hmm. So, although I've never actually physically had an arterial occlusion, which can be very, very scary, mm -hmm. some of the doctors that I've been with have had them and we've been able to all work together as a team, whether even if we work in different areas, we all have been to the safety courses together. Okay. So if somebody's having a complication and they work at a different practice, it's all hands on deck with all the nurses that work in this area. Like oh. We we all have it. We all have hyaluronidase. We all know we drop whatever we can to do to help. Okay. It's kind of a standard of care. Okay. So um, we attended the safety course, I think it was just about two years ago, which was probably very eye-opening to most injectors, kind of rolling back to when you asked me about you know, the fly-by-night people and what kind of injector to go to. Right. Go to one that's really in the network of all the other injectors in the area because mm -hmm. we're all supported even though we're competition. Oh. So we're all part of our own. We have a group in Milwaukee called Maine Milwaukee Area Injector Network. Oh, that's nice. And so we all use it as like our, like our calling tree. Mm -hmm. If something happens, we always know that we have somebody that can help us okay. or bounce ideas off of. And there's no judgment or anything like that. We also get together socially because we are friends outside of just our job. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you, some, is it mostly like when you're putting it in, can you tell that they're going to have a reaction right away or does it take like a day or two? It, it can be both. It can okay. happen right away with arterial um, the skin won't blanch. It's it's scary, um, painful. It it's very a scary situation. Uh -huh. It also can include blindness. That's why we're oh. very very cautious about what's happening. Never rush a filler client. Right. And then a couple of days later, sometimes you can get some vascular occlusions, which means that um, the filler, because the filler is very hydrophilic and it's going to plump up over time in the tissue, mm -hmm. grab water. If it pinches off a vessel. Mm. Uh, a vein mm -hmm. you can see a uh, vascular occlusion happening in the days afterwards so oh. I have to be very readily available sure. for the clients after they have filler Yeah. same with them they cannot get on an airplane and fly away from their injector or travel within a couple hours from their injector for a week we say after filler so that in case anything like this happens we can help them Oh, okay. So there's the rules when they come in to sign their filler consents, and usually that's why consultation is a good one in the beginning stages. Right. Um, to talk to them about what can I can't do before I have my filler done. You can't just pop in here and decide one day you're going to do lifts, uh -huh. and then you're getting on a plane to go to Hawaii tomorrow. It's, it's just not going to work like that. Okay. So. I was wondering about that because... Um, my daughter wanted to get her lips done and somebody told her, like, you can't leave. And she shouldn't even do Right, because she's not long. here. It, she's never here for that long. Right. So essentially, she could fly in on a Monday and have her lips done maybe that night, but then not leave again until the following Monday. Right. So it would have to be one of those Well, that would mean she'd have to stay with me for a while. I know, she'd just have to <laughs> be with me forever. 
it's, and it's, you know, it's a really good idea to, to utilize an injector that's in the area that you live. Right. Because just because we say it's going to be a week, you really want to develop a longstanding relationship with somebody that you're going to be close to for a really long time. Just like a hairstylist. You're not going to have, you don't want the fly-ins that are coming, you know, right. you never once a like year. A, you never no. build like a relationship. You, right. So. Understandable. It's very much the same with injectors. Well, I mean, just to, um, like a lot of her friends, she has told me, will drive into Mexico and oh, have scary. like filler, right. Botox. Oh, plastic done. surgery, probably anything. So scary. So scary. And then come home. Yeah, right. I'm like, do not buy a Groupon. Yeah. Do not drive to Mexico. <laughs> like, I, you're better off just with small lips. Small lips <laughs> or going to a place that's, you know, with a lot of the companies that make Botox and fillers, so the Juvederms or the Restylane's Botox, Dysport, they have their own rewards tracking program. So you know you're going to a really good injector if they're offering you coupons or deals or points through the distributors that make the products. Okay. So Brilliant Distinctions and Aspire Rewards are the mm-hmm. two reward systems. They're like frequent flyer miles for the, in, the injections that you're getting. So right. If so those, download the app. Yeah, for, download the app. You can go to the Find a Doctor site for either one. Brilliant Distinctions and Aspire Rewards both have patient-controlled apps that you use yourself, the clients, mm-hmm. and they give the deals on theirs. And that's a way you can go to the Find a Doctor and you can find out exactly who utilizes that program. And that usually means that they do a very high volume with legit products right. of, of Botox and filler. Oh, that's a really good So you're good not tip. getting Botox that was shipped over from Turkey. Right. Well, and that probably happens too, right? I mean, It does. You know, I would say not so much anymore. Okay. Five, more than five years ago, we were seeing more of it. Okay. But nowadays, like I said, Botox is readily available and very affordable here. So it, there would be no reason for me to go shop at, in Turkey mm-hmm. for something that's a little cheaper. Okay. Any injector would and uh, they would rather just use utilize the FDA approved stuff that comes directly here into the United States. Sure. It's I mean it's highly controlled too. It is a drug. It's a medication. Right. Right. So. Yeah, you definitely. Botox. Yeah, Botox is shipped overnight on dry ice, direct from the manufacturer. We have holograms all over the bottles. I mean, I've never even seen any counterfeit Botox. It's probably been more than ten years. Oh wow! Since I've seen it. Well, good. Yeah. So, um, just in conclusion, I want you to share what you think women in, say, their like 30s, 40s, 50s, what you think they should be doing on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, whatever, in order to keep up with, you know, quote unquote, anti aging. Got it. <laughs> it's kind of a loaded question, but I would say, you know, like what, what would you be doing in your thirties and what would you add, you know, later? Well, to it would be really game? great if all of us who are now like in our forties and fifties, right? You and I, mm-hmm. it would be really great if we could regress into our teens and utilize sunscreen back then, but <laughs> right. realistically we didn't do that. No. So I think sunscreen getting us to utilize sunscreen every single day is probably by far the number one thing that we have to do okay sunscreen 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 (laughs) is our number one thing whether no matter what age group you're in okay as far as anti-aging obviously good skincare 
30s, 40s, and 50s is super important. What do you consider good skincare? Good skincare is something that you, medical grade skincare is, we carry medical grade skincare at Anton's. Mm -hmm. So all of us are trained in all of the levels of the skincare that we have. Right. Um, they have a higher strength of the uh, active ingredients than something that you could say, let's buy at Walgreens. Correct. So we carry Neocutis, Skin Medica, Skin Better Science, and Image products. Mm -hmm. Everybody's skin is totally different. So you can't use what I'm using just because I tell you that it works for me. Right. So I think it's really important to utilize what works for you. Some people are oily. Some people are dry. Some people are acne. Some people are sensitive. Some people are all those different categories. Mm -hmm. So I think having a skincare consultation with somebody who knows what they're doing is working at a medical spa is the best and number one thing you can do. Okay. And that's not always your injector. Sometimes the estheticians that are doing, you know, let's say an oxygen facial or a derma peel on you, they're getting more up close and personal with your skincare, mm -hmm. like with your skin itself. So you always should have a skin person. Everybody right. needs a skin person. Okay. Good. That. Uh, Retin-A at night, if, if allowed. Everybody, every age group. Mm. 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, Retin-A, period. Okay. Every night if you can. What's your favorite Retin-A product? Um, the one that we, I like Skin Medicas that we have here. Okay. So because it comes in three different strengths. So we can put you on your strength based on what you have going on with your skin. Oh, okay. So that's a good, that's a good one. Um, Neocutis okay. also makes another one. And then actually Skin Better Science has two that are really nice because they're creamy. And that can help with some women because they'll, they're more apt not to use Retin-A because it can be pretty drying. Oh, so that's okay. a good one to talk about too. Okay. Um, good. So have a skin girl, get on some Retin-A, use your sunscreen. Right. And then as far as injection wise, mm -hmm. you can pretty much plan for doing Botox every three to four months. So I see you three to four times a year for Botox. Mm-hmm. Um, filler, that's more of a want than a need. Some women, it is a need. I mean, they need the volume replaced at mm -hmm. some point. So once a year to twice a year for filler. Okay. Is a realistic goal. Good. Um, budget wise, $20 a day on your face will cover Botox and skincare. Oh, okay. Well, and that's probably some cool. filler. Lasers are super important too, but those are all seasonal dependent. Sure. You know, you want to see your skin girl once a quarter. Okay. How's that? That's perfect. Yeah. I think that is And then like teach our kids to use sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure your daughter is doing oh, that. Oh, she's terrible again. right now. Oh, you really? Me, she's 15. <laughs> She like she wants to be Bahama Mama. I'm oh. like, aren't you looking at the damage that this body is carrying around? Don't you? Can you learn your lesson from me? Hey, don't tell your so, don't tell anyone I'm your mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, luckily my daughter is um super pale and freckly, so she's had to wear sunscreen. So she has to, right? Yeah. That's why I mean the most beautiful women that I see are have red hair because they if they went out into the sun they just burned anyways. Yep. And they have this creamy porcelain skin only because if they went out, they would have burned. Right. Like, right. I almost wish I would have burned. <laughs> well, I was always a burn person Burn myself, first, then so. tan later. Yeah. 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 Oh, all right. Well, let's, um, let's just wrap it up. I really thank you. This is, like, such great information. 
And um, yeah, I just, I think people are, have so much more of a clearer view of like what they should yeah, be doing. Yeah, I think what I, I think what I want women to know is this is affordable and this is achievable. Mm-hmm. And it's actually little tiny things, little tiny baby steps that will get you to be happy. I mean, when you look good, you feel good. Totally. And that's the most important thing. It's so true. With most women, if they're looking in the mirror and they're happy with what they see, it's, you know, a morale booster for everybody involved in their life, I think. Oh, totally. And that's worth the money. It's worth the investment yes. in yourself. Same. And that's why I don't want women to come in and just get their Botox twice a year. Mm-hmm. You need to protect the investment that you're doing. Utilize good skincare. See a skin girl. Pay attention to what's going on. You can't just come in and get your Botox twice a year and think that you're walking around looking ageless. Right. So you need to do the work too. You're not going to leave the dent. You're not going to get a whole bunch of beautiful, you know, veneers on your teeth or use braces and then never brush your teeth again. Right. So oh, that's a really good analogy. <laughs> you just you're not going to do any of that. But you have to do in the daily work too. Right. So every single day you need to pay a little bit of attention to what's going on in your face and you'll be forever thankful. Awesome. Well, thank you so Thanks. much, Jamie. Thank I you really for having appreciate me. It. And if anyone's looking for you, they can find you at Anton's in Delfield. And um, you also, do you have an Instagram that you want to? I do. I have my, my Instagrams on there. Here. Well, it's not on my Okay, so you can find Jamie at um, on the Anton Salon and M Spa Instagram, which I will link to this on my Instagram. Um, but Consultations are always free, so any women are any women or men. Yeah. Consultations are always free at Anton's, whether it's with me, Sarah, or any of the skincare girls here at Anton's. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I Thanks really for appreciate having me, you Jen. taking your time. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. And please don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Better Me Podcast. You can also email me at bettermepodcast at gmail.com. And I just thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. Bye-bye.